Welcome to the Rally Vodcast. The purpose of the Rally Vodcast is to help marketing leaders get results and be successful. And so today I am excited to have Alex Desnoyers from HubSpot. How'd I do? You nailed it. All right. (laughs) Alex joining us from HubSpot and he's been at HubSpot for over four years. He's got a background actually in client services in the agency world, which is awesome. Our topic for today is for companies that are considering buying HubSpot or upgrading to additional hubs. And so Alex and I are gonna give you just a quick overview of the HubSpot platform and so that you can decide if it's right for you. If you're a seasoned user um, and you're a veteran in HubSpot, this probably isn't the right uh, session for you. Um, but if you're just in that beginning mode and you're looking through and trying to understand like, what is this tool and how can it help my business? Um, I think this short uh, 15 to 20 minute vodcast um, should give you what you need so you can make that decision. So, so with that, I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining us today and uh, really appreciate your time to, to help share this content. So let's start off with a, with a simple question. Why do companies go with HubSpot over other you know, CRM, marketing automation, sales or service tools? Yeah, it's a great question, especially given that they're just so many choices, right? And I think, you know, every year we all see that MarTech infographic where there's just this explosion of options in the marketplace. But whenever I talk to customers that did choose HubSpot, it kind of comes back to a couple of specific things. And, you know, it's directly derived from the pain points of, you know, making a bad choice when you as a business are making a choice about your marketing, your sales, your CRM software. Oftentimes what happens is you wind up, if you don't choose a product like HubSpot that enables this, you wind up with your team siloed, you wind up with low user adoption. And especially as like a budget holder or a business owner, there's nothing more painful than making a decision, investing in something, and then your people not using it. So when I think about customers that are most successful and why they've picked HubSpot, it's because there's a consistent UI. There's this unified code base. So regardless of your job function, wherever you spend most of your time in the platform, it's it's going to be pretty familiar. It's going to be pretty easy to adopt so that you know your reps aren't spending a lot of time trying to figure out where the heck they need to go and what they need to do. Uh, it's, you know, I think the time to value, if if I were to you know kind of distill it down into one phrase, is is usually pretty quick with HubSpot. So, you know, it's, it really helps teams go to market faster. It helps teams expand their capabilities faster and just, you know, kind of creates a, a cohesive, you know, reduced friction environment for businesses to excel. Yeah. Well, thanks. So in preparation for our talk today, we put together just a, you know, a few talking points and um, our team, I shared it out with our team at Vi and, you know, that was, that was some of the comments back was like, well, you know, one of the biggest benefits of HubSpot is aligning different teams and the speed of that, the speed of adoption and the ease of use. And so those are all nice sounding words and maybe a little bit buzz termy, like, sure, that all sounds great. But, but, but honestly, our experience has been, you know, if we're talking about, you know, other tools, uh, uh, Salesforce, you know, other things like that, if you're, if you're looking for, you know, sort of that clean, easy to use, there's not a huge, you know, three, six, nine, two year, hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, really difficult. Um, the, the user experience is really easy to use. I feel like 
Um, you know, generally, uh, people can get in and start getting value the first time they log in without having to go through like five certification courses to like really understand like where to go and what to do. It's intuitive. It's easy. It's, it's easy to understand how to add a contact. It's easy to understand how to put a new deal on the pipeline. It's easy to see just by logging in and looking at the tool, like what to do next. That orange button in the right corner, it's there on every screen to create a new, you name it, um, and move forward. So so with that, let's do a quick fire just through uh, each hub because HubSpot has certainly evolved over the years to be you know, a much more of a platform tool uh, that can help multiple departments uh, in a company as you're growing. So just a quick 30 seconds on each one. So, so, and this is just, this is Alex's perspective, um, you know, not, not, not some like uh, scripted ad. I just, I want to hear what, what you have to say, Alex, about like the, the top benefits of each hub. So like what comes to mind and why would you use it if you're looking at it? So, so first is the HubSpot Marketing Hub. Yeah. How would you describe it? Well, a good place to start. I mean, it's where HubSpot started, right? Back in the day before we were a platform, it was a basic marketing tool. And, you know, I think for me, the marketing hub, it comes down to, you know, classic inbound stuff, right? And that's about creating actually valuable content. And whether that's in the form of, uh, you know, marketing emails that you're sending out to nurture your database or in content that you're hosting on website pages and landing pages so that folks can find the valuable information they need on your website, you know, really upping your game with SEO and stitching all of these marketing activities together with a campaign strategy. It's, uh, you know, a centralized hub to organize all of the different bits and pieces that go into a cohesive content strategy. So, you know, even for small businesses that are just kind of dipping their toes, maybe you just have a basic newsletter that you need to get out every month. If your needs are small, we can start small, but it also expands and allows you to scale up into pretty complex things and get into stuff like A-B testing and really leverage the power of HubSpot as well. So it kind of fits all of that under one roof. Yep. Okay. So email marketing, social media, posting, um, and, and management of the social calendars, um, and, and all that has a contact database. So you can have all of your contacts and start marketing and communicating with them. Um, the automation and workflows, somebody downloads something on your website, you can set up the, the, the automated responses to go out and nurture them through a sales cycle. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I would just say the, you know, like the, the blogging tool. So if you're, if you're hosting your blog through the marketing hub, um, you know, that's a, that's another great tool. So it, it becomes the sort of the cockpit for all marketing as you're, you're driving, driving that forward. All right. So sales and CRM, what, what's the, the, the number one reasons people buy that or how would you describe that quickly? Yeah, and I and I think it's a relatively recent thing that we kind of instinctually think of them as the sales and the CRM. The nice thing, as you mentioned, is that even with the marketing hub, that that contacts database is underlying all of this. But the sales is the natural extension of that, in my opinion. I, I, when I think of the sales hub, I think of sales acceleration, right? I think of efficiency. You want your reps to be able to using their time wisely to get into the pipeline to work the hottest leads fastest. And, and really, there are a number of ways to do that. So it's about organizing your priorities and whether that's you know leveraging tasks to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable, myself included, but also you know our own version of automation on the sales side of things. So using the sequences tool to you know keep those touch points 
on track without losing that conversation in the inbox, trying to remember, wow, when was the last time I talked to Dan? Did we book a follow-up meeting? You know, not letting things fall through the cracks. So I think it's that enablement piece and that efficiency piece to really help accelerate your sales process to, you know, strike while the iron is hot and not let anything slip yep. through the cracks. There's not a lot of clarity yet in a lot of these uh, and a lot of businesses um, on on just their total pipeline. So so for me, the HubSpot sales tool is like within one week of getting those sales tools, you can easily set up a pipeline. You can start to enter in the deals that you have at each stage in your sales cycle. And it makes it super easy for a sales rep to benefit from that in their in their in their own selling. Okay, next up is uh, service. So, so this is this is a, I think an interesting uh, hub uh, because I think a lot of people probably think of marketing and sales first, right? And and service is is a hub for servicing your current customers or clients. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's funny. I, I think I've often had conversations with people where you know, yeah, obviously marketing and sales naturally come to mind first. They're a natural pairing. But, you know, the job isn't done once they become a customer. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing here. So the, the service hub is about how you can provide, you know, exceptional ongoing service to those customers. And in a lot of cases, you know, depending on your business model, you know, retention of existing customers is a lot better than spending a lot of energy and calories and trying to acquire new business in some cases. So a big part of also informing and improving your marketing efforts and your sales efforts greatest source of information are your existing customers. So whether that's surveying them and asking them key information about how we can improve our service, what really is keeping them up at night, you know, keeping that, you know, persona sharp and refined, you know, if you have existing customers that you want to keep happy and keep using your product or your service, they may encounter issues. So having a ticketing service so they can file those, those issues with the right people at the right time, get quick resolution. And, you know, similar to the, all the benefits to a tool like blogging, you know, with the knowledge base, you have the ability to not only get a little bit of an extra SEO juice from it, too, but it's it provides that sort of self-help base first to try to cut some of those issues off of the past. I think, you know, the consumers changed a lot in the last several years, and not everyone wants to get on the phone. Not everyone wants to figure out if I have to submit a ticket. If they can find the answer on their own and solve their own problems, they're going to be a lot happier. And so those are really just like the main three things. But I think a big part of it for me, too, in my own professional career was just like, a mind shift, right? Making sure that we realize that like the customer isn't the output of our efforts. It's it's kind of just the beginning of the process, right? There's a lot more that happens after that. Yeah. So the service tools help you communicate with your current customers better. All right, we have two left. Um, CMS. So this would be hosting your website and using HubSpot as your, you know, your content management system, as opposed to WordPress or some other like uh, tool out there. So, um, and this one's, you know, this has been a, a hot topic through the years, um, mm. you, you know, just honestly, because, you know, um, the, the fee that you pay HubSpot for the CMS, which I would direct people, by the way, to HubSpot.com slash pricing. It is one of the best pricing tools I have ever found. I use it constantly. Um, you can check out bundles, you can look at, you know, context tiers and, and pricing. Um, but the CMS has been, you know, has been something that that in, in my opinion, you know, isn't right for every single business. Um, I think there's a use case where it, it absolutely is. And so what are some of the reasons that people buy the HubSpot CMS? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So I think before CMS was its own hub, we did have a version of it that was sort of an add-on product. And I think it's emblematic that we decided to create its own hub because it really deserved its full attention as a core part of our platform because your website is a core part of your business, right? So when I think about like why someone would want to go with HubSpot CMS over one of the other ones that are out there, you know, there, there are always pros and cons in these decisions, but the pros for HubSpot is that we're going to take care of a lot of the nitty gritty for you so you can focus on what you do best. What I mean by that is, you know, there are a lot of really great open source CMS platforms out there that allow you, if you have some coding capability and the time and attention that is needed to make sure that you have the right DNS set up and you have security in place and you have all the greatest add-ons put together so that the functionality does what you want it to. But honestly, that takes a lot of time and effort and needs to be updated by someone who knows what they're doing. So HubSpot CMS has baked into it, you know, hosting is already taken care of, security is automatically built in, and it's fully supported like all of our other hubs. So if you ever had a question, you can reach out to our support team and get some help with that. But I think the biggest thing too is that we've built it so that it can work for people that are no code or low code, you know, like a junior marketer who just needs to build a landing page to promote the ebook that they just built. Um, but if you do have those coding skills, we do also allow you to do that. So whether mm-hmm. it's a, a drag and drop experience or fully built from the ground up, you know, templated experience, you know, we kind of allow you to do it however you like it to. Well, and there is a starter for $25 a month to get started with the CMS. And then, and then you have like the, the, the professional, which is about 400 a month as of, as of May, 2022 here. Um, and you also have an enterprise level, which I think is probably closer to like 1200, right? Yep. Yep. And so, yeah. So from a, from a security standpoint, hosting, um, and then I would also say that the, like the, the integrations and plugins is a, is a huge, huge piece of it. So, so, um, for me, when we are talking with a, a new client, a current client, you know, prospective client is, is, is it's very black and white. It's always very obvious to us if HubSpot is the right, you know, piece or not. And it really just depends on what they're trying to do. The last one is, um, is ops. And, um, this is, uh, this is newer, uh, this is super exciting and also probably the toughest one to understand, mm. um, because it, in, in my opinion, the, the, the operations hub for HubSpot is, is sort of like what you make of it, right? Like it is a tool that you as the, as the user can sort of, uh, manipulate or set up, um, best, uh, for, for you. So, uh, what, what's your like, you know, elevator, <laughs> elevator speech on, on the, the HubSpot, you know, operations hub. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, it really boils down to if you care about data quality and data integrity, then the operations hub is going to be important to you. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's, it's a little harder for people to wrap their arms around compared to some of the other hubs, because I mean, at least frankly, with some of the customers I've talked to in the last couple of years, it's only relatively recently that people have really taken seriously or been talking a lot about, you know, RevOps or just operations in general. And so, you know, I think it, it has traditionally kind of gotten a backseat, but it's incredibly important. So in, in practical terms, if you lean into the operations hub, you're thinking about ways to, 
you know, format and keep standardized the really critical business data that you're already storing in the CRM and leaning into automation to help you do that in real time behind the curtain. So again, your frontline folks can focus on what they do best, but have confidence that, you know, the data that they're dealing with and relying on is accurate and reliable. And a big part of it too is that, you know, obviously HubSpot is multiple hubs at this point in time and it is a platform and there are plenty of people that run a lot or most of their business on HubSpot. But not every business is only HubSpot, right? So there are other systems and apps that are critical to their business functions that HubSpot needs to be able to integrate with, to play nicely with. And Operations Hub really helps you do that in a pretty straightforward way, depending on what it is. So whether it's using our data sync app to just make sure that you have a bi-directional sync with your key systems, or again, if you have that, that code capability within your team or you're lucky enough to work with a HubSpot partner that can provide those type of development resources, using our programmable automation to, to honestly cook up just about anything you can imagine. I think the list of use cases I've seen grow in the last several months since we went live with it is, is pretty astounding. There's kind of no yeah. limit to what you can do in terms of integrating your systems. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I, I remember being in a, in a, like sort of a perspective about the ops hub where it was kind of like, ah, I don't really understand. I don't get that. Uh, you came on, you did sort of a, a operations hub 101 with our team at Vi. And, you know, that really just opened my eyes and a lot of people's eyes of what's possible here. All right, Alex, let's go back to the beginning here for a minute. Let's talk about it. That's, it's 2006, right? HubSpot.com domain was purchased and it's sort of the inbound movement, if you will, began. And um, I just want to get at the root of what that really means, which from my perspective is about empathy. And, you know, I've, you know, been at the inbound conference throughout the years. I've had a chance to connect with you know, Brian and Darmesh. Um, I've had a chance to talk with other leaders and executives at, Hub, at HubSpot. And, and I, I, I always hear a common theme, which is about, which is about empathy, you know, that, that ability to put the, the user or the customer right, at the center as the hero, see the world through their eyes and make it easy for them. So removing friction putting the customer experience at the center. And even now with the updated homepage on HubSpot.com, I can see that that theme continue on. It's putting the user at the center. And, you know, the 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 marketing and the images behind HubSpot have always have always been that the customers in the middle. Um, and, and all the tools are around making, you know, their experience better instead of, you know, pointing the camera at yourself as a company. And and I think that's why Vi was so attracted to HubSpot um, in in the in 2012 was when we became a partner, uh, late to 2012, and so um, was because that's what our brand is about. Um, our our brand and our culture and our company is is very much uh, empathy based. So so I'm I'm just I'm just I want to talk about that a little bit of like how do you see that playing out today? You know now that that HubSpot is a much much larger company. Um, and, and throughout the other, the other tools. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, you know, like any business, we have our own share of, uh, internal phrases and isms that we use. And the one that comes up the most for me, I think in any sort of decision that needs to be made or consideration about uh, where we want to go, whether it's with the product or with how we serve our customers, how we market and sell, it's solve for the customer. Uh, and you're right. I mean, I, I think, you know, at the time when inbound was sort of catching ground, it was this fundamental shift in that approach where it was almost like, you know, 
think of the traditional outbound approaches where you're companies are just kind of broadcasting to anyone with two ears like here's our message here's why we're special here's why you should buy from us and so it was like you should be so lucky as to be able to work with us now inbound is more so like all right we really need to understand why we can help you and what it is that keeps you up at night what it really is that's causing friction in your life and so keeping the customer at the center of everything has really kind of been the the fundamental philosophy so I think it's it's interesting because HubSpot has obviously scaled a lot. As you mentioned, back in 2006, we were just a very basic little marketing app, and we've gone through, you know, an evolution towards you know more diversified products. Are we a platform? An ecosystem has developed, and so I think a big part of that is just regardless of where we go and how the ecosystem evolves around us, with solutions partners like Vi and all these other great integrators that are looking to take part in the HubSpot ecosystem. You know, HubSpot cares a lot about keeping that core philosophy at the center of everything we do. So, you know, we expect a lot of ourselves and, you know, we expect a lot of the people we partner with. And a big part of that is just always keeping that empathetic angle. Um, you know, I think the customer code that Darmesh wrote and is published and has got a lot of views over time. It's it's true. We do walk that walk, you know, and we talk a lot about having heart and empathy and solving for the customer. But, but it's, it's not just talking to talk, right? I think even in the conversations I have with people on the product side of the business, you know, when we're designing new features and trying to keep that UI intuitive and easy to use, we put a lot of thought into the actual user experience. How do we actually make this valuable for them? Even when I talk to my folks who work on the sales side of the business, you know, it's this philosophy of seek to help rather than to sell. If you really genuinely can provide help to someone, then they're probably going to want to buy what you're selling. And it's, you know, that it's, you know, they kind of logically come one after the other. So I think empathy really, it does always boil back down to that, the ability to, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes and really consider where they are um, and not to be so vain as to presume that like what we're doing is special and that everyone should care, you know? Yep. Well, when a, a, a new client says, hey, we need to get our brand out there. We need to get this messaging out. We need people to understand what we're all about and what we do, you know, we're always trying to make that curve is to say like, well, that's a result of you gaining a deep understanding of the needs and the pain points and the emotions and the life that your audience, whether that's a prospective employee or a customer is living. Cool. Well, Hey, the funnel, man, that was everything. I mean, speaking about <laughs> empathy, I remember, I remember, uh, creating so many graphics and different content and going to talks about this. And of course, Brian Halligan's, you know, talks about the funnel in the beginning were, were just, you know, just so fantastic and we, we loved it, but, but now we've evolved to the flywheel. So let's talk about the flywheel for, for a minute. Um, and how like midsize enterprise, you know, uh, companies, uh, can really use that. Uh, what would you call it? Framework. Yeah. Um, in the CRM suite. And so, um, you know, trying to trying to speak in a way that's helpful here for people listening to this and not turning into like a HubSpot ad or anything. But like, you know, the CRM suite is something that essentially you buy almost all the hubs together in one spot. There's heavy discounts on that and 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 use it to get your entire flywheel going. So so, Alex, what is the flywheel and, and, and why should a you know, mid size or larger company care about it? 
Yeah, I, I honestly, I think, especially around the time when Halligan got on that inbound stage and started saying, the, you know, the funnel's dead and now it's all about the flywheel. I think it ruffled a couple feathers, even if in jest. But um, I think the thing that sticks out to me is that, um, again, like when I think about the traditional notion of a, of a funnel, right, it's a, whether it's a marketing funnel that's, you know, whittling down the audience into those actually qualified leads to hand off to sales or sales is working their pipeline and getting their funnel down to, you know, actually hopefully getting some people into close one. Um, that once the output is there, the story is sort of over. Um, what the flywheel is trying to get you to do is it's almost like a series of funnels that are all facing inward. And at the center of that is your CRM. And so your customers, right? So I think the idea of the flywheel is that businesses, even if they're small, there are different functions that all need to be cooperating and working together. And when that happens, the business runs better, we reduce friction, there's more alignment, and the ones that really benefit from it are the customers, right? So it's making sure that we're breaking down those silos where those traditional funnels used to be, and that now there's a lot more cohesion so that improvements on the service side of things or improvements on the marketing side of things actually have, you know, an accelerating effect for each other. So for example, you talked about like, you know, the the value of once you can convince someone to really understand their audience better to take the time to to ask those questions and listen to their audience. That's an incredible source of marketing materials. It's an incredible source of insight for your sales team. And so the the improvement for each one of these silos, the traditional silos, actually stand to accelerate each other. So, you know, we're really looking for ways to get operational alignment, right? So that operations hub piece is trying to string everything along, break down those silos, keep the data consistent and clean so that, you know, the inputs from the marketing team are visible to the sales team, et cetera. But it's really about thinking about your business, not as people doing separate jobs, but everyone working towards the same thing and sort of helping each other, right? Again, as that help word keeps coming back to it. So the more that we can be empathetic for each other within our business, try to make our lives easier, reduce that friction, accelerate growth, it's going to make that customer experience that much better. Because again, I think we talk about customer journey, the buyer's journey, like it doesn't end when they purchase from you. You know, it's a they are oftentimes a great source of continued purchases and advocacy and evangelism. So there's a real benefit in considering the whole process and setting up your company to be able to navigate that effectively. Yep. The funnel was sort of an instance, right? Like you, you became aware of because maybe you were searching for some answers and this company created great content. You know, you entered a sales cycle or even just as a marketing qualified lead and you were nurtured through and then sales cycle. You know, and then a proposal is done, you became a customer and it was like, great, let's do a lot more of that. <laughs> and and sort of with the sales and service hubs being added, you know, the, the wheel is sales and marketing and service with the customer at the middle. And the metaphor is the faster your flywheel is spinning, you know, the, the better you are growing as a company and repeat customers and having a well-documented and awesome experience in your sales process. And then, of course, marketing, which is funneling both of those things. So, so yeah, the the flywheel um, is an awesome concept, and you know what? It has stood the test of time. It it continues to be relevant. And so, I I I, I don't think I was overly skeptical at the time. I think I was going like, that makes a ton of sense, and I love the funnel. 
So it took a little while for, I think, me and others, you know, and that are really, really close to HubSpot just to to sort of like, you know, warm up uh, to that idea. But um, it it really has uh, just become more and more important. And I think really visionary uh, by by HubSpot to do that. So so very cool. Well, um, before we jump off, you know, I just want to say thanks, Alex. you know, Hub, HubSpot has had just really an, an incredible impact on all of our lives here at, at Vi, just in terms of value um, and, and ideas, how to run our business, um, and, and of course, just you know, gaining new customers and clients, and and, and being a service provider around the tool. So, thanks to you um, and and so many other people at HubSpot over the years that have helped us grow and been such a great uh, resource. Um, mentors, consultants, coaches uh, for us over the years. I really appreciate it and really appreciate your time uh, being on the call today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dan. And, you know, we, we couldn't do it without partners like Vi, so uh, we truly appreciate it. It's a, it's a true partnership, and we thank you for that. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you.